This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Welcome to Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Divini. Uh, we have begun the stream. That's right. It's, the stream it's, is happening. It's the weirdest opening ever. What are you doing? I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, welcome to Off the Rack. If you're not familiar, this is a show where we take comics from the past week and then recap and review them and tell you what we thought about them and yes. then let, right, let you know what we think if we think we sh- you should get them or not. You know, yeah. pick them up, pass, that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, what's it called? We're also going to be giving you recommendations for books that come out this week mm-hmm. that we think you should pick up uh, before they come out. Yes. And then uh, we never really like ever capitalized on that. We never go like, hey, as it turns out, we recommended this book from last week and it was really great. Or like, hey, we really were sorry we recommended this book. It's weird. I know. Uh, <laughs> Last week, I forgot totally forgot to talk about Doctor Strange. I know, right? Do you want to talk about it a little bit before no, we start? No, I was just saying, like, I just can't believe I did that. It was cool. I, I was excited to share with you that he actually did forge weapons. Yeah. One of them was a sword, or at least that's what the dwarf called it. And he's just like, it's not a sword, it's a scalpel. And it was like this huge thing. I was like, that's pretty dope. Cool. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So, um, there you go. A little bit of continuity there for you. And that was also a second Doctor Strange. Right. Anyway. Anyway. So, um, yeah. With that in mind, we're going to talk about some books. Uh, let's jump into the first one, which I guess we can talk about. I'm going to talk about this one. Did you read this one as well? No, but you talk about it. Go for it. Okay. Well, here we go. Uh, let me get out of this way. Oops. <laughs> um, and here we go. Extermination number three uh, came out. And it was written by Ed Brisson with art by Pepe Larraz. It is the big event before the next big event for uh, X-Men in which uh, they're getting rid of the young X-Men. I mean, like, really, that's the only way I can put it. Like, they're getting rid of the young X-Men. Right. Um, The young X-Men was a Bendis idea. Now the Bendis is gone. All Bendis ideas are being thrown away or at the very least shuffled loose the mortal coil uh, such that it is with extermination implicit in the title um <laughs> i will say however that the art and the writing and extermination is great and oh. you should definitely write, read it if you like x-men and if you want to feel like the x-men are important or if you okay. hate the young x-men or if you like the young x-men i think they're giving them a, a send-off with a nice little bit of a dignity and grace okay uh, so just, it's for everybody you don't like them read it because they're going away you do like them and they're going away same, like lovingly same deal for death and humans like if you love the inhumans like it's great if you hate the inhumans it's still great so <laughs> read it uh but yeah extermination's cool so the idea here in this issue is that like like, uh, like in the first two issues, um, an old X-Men villain, Ahab, is hunting mutants. More specifically, he's looking for the young X-Men. Kind of feel like if you have the name Ahab, that's you just, have, you're just kind of end up... Yeah, you're either a restaurateur or some kind of hunter. Yeah. Or whaler. Uh, <laughs> of course, Ahab is no stranger to that. He has a huge vessel, which is 50,000 miles up uh, above New York City. Okay. And uh, he has a big harpoon, and he can create uh, hounds out of these, like, uh, the... the so anyway, the first two issues, the plot is Ahab and a young version of Cable are hunting uh, the young X-Men. Right. For sport. I, I think that <laughs> I think uh, Ahab has his own reasons. We haven't gone into why. Okay. Uh, but young Cable also has his own reasons. And I think it's to like fix the timeline. 
It's always to fix the timeline. That's true. Well, that's why anybody goes back in time. Right. Or they're having a good time. But, yeah. like, uh, young Cable kills current old Cable. Yeah. And uh, so there are some people who are pissed about that, namely mm. Domino and uh, Jean Grey, the old Jean Grey. Okay. Uh, who's back. And she's wearing her complicated uh, 90s X-Men uniform. Oh. That's how you can differentiate between her and young yeah. Jean Grey. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So in the first two issues, young Cable and Ahab are hunting young X-Men. And at the end of every issue, they catch one. Uh, usually it's young Cable. Ahab is yet to catch one. Um, well, that also goes for par with the course, or par for the course with the, the with character the of Ahab. Ahab. Yeah, it's true. So he'll get one at the end, though. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they're, they're, they're never gonna. They're not gonna do this where it's like everything gets wrapped up with a neat little bow. Like, no, someone's gonna get killed that shouldn't have died, or someone's gonna like not go back that should, or yeah. whatever. But uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, the first two issues, that's what happens. This issue, that's exactly what happens. Uh, Ahab hunts the X-Men. He busts up the mansion. Uh, he kicks some ass. He takes over Nightcrawler and Wolverine, or Logan, I should say. He takes them um, over? Yeah. They, they. Do you remember those two like twins that were French that the X-Men pulled in um, from yeah. the beginning of the issue? If you're not familiar, don't worry. You're not alone. Um, they uh, they were Trojan horses that are controlled by Ahab. Uh, they are they they basically the two of them work in tandem and they can create like psychic bombs that they implant in X Men's heads so that Ahab can spring them at any time with a snap of his fingers. Okay. I'm sure it was an allusion to Thanos, but in any case, he snaps his fingers and it activates the X Men with like f- either implanted or exploited memories, which makes them into uh, like members of his squad. Okay. Uh, hounds, if you will. Ah, squad goals. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So he takes over those characters. He attacks Old Beast. It looks like he's going to kill, like, current Hank McCoy. He doesn't, but mm-hmm. it still looks like it's going to happen. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, young Hank McCoy is taken. And then it's revealed towards the end that uh, young Cable is also, like, working on other things. Like, it looked like, oh, he has Angel, but he referred to him as somebody else. And I'm like, oh, it's Mimic. An old oh. classic X-Men character uh, we haven't seen in a while. But uh, so clearly, what's his name? Uh, young Cable has other plans besides just like collecting young X-Men and sticking them back in the past. I don't know what it is, but it's, uh, it, it's all part of the journey. It's kind of fun and a little, uh, little ride. I'm digging the hell out of it. I'm having a good time. The, uh, the art is fantastic. Very evocative of Stuart Eminem to like kind of remind you of when Eminem drew like the kind of like beginnings of the young X-Men right. with Bendis, mm-hmm. but uh, also being like, get out of here. Um, I don't remember how many issues it is, but I remember it's forgivably short. I think it's like six or something. This is so interesting. Five. Like, like it's such an interesting time for you. Yes. Where you're like, you're reading an X-Man book and an Inhuman book and you're loving both of and them. And I'm now, loving both of them. Now, of course, both of them, like, in, like, you know, like are harbingers of the end of, of each of them, but... Yeah, but they're it's going in the funny. right direction. Like, it's yeah. just so funny. Like, right now, here, like, you know, 2018, the year that Sal really loved an Inhumans and an X-Men book simultaneously. Event. Events. Yeah. Uh, and I'm hoping it's a good indication. I mean, like, we know that Sobolski's an old-school Marvel guy who loved the X-Men when they were in charge of mm-hmm. the Marvel Universe. Like, when you couldn't not have a mutant in a book. Right. And I think now that Fox is moving back to Marvel... Uh, there's it's a no holds barred X fest which you're gonna get right so it's the beginning of the end if you don't like mutants but it's the beginning of a big beginning for you if you dig the mutants right right so right. check that out I dig it I think it's a fun story and I think it looks really good that's so great for for that alone like the art alone I think you should definitely pick it up excellent so 
Good job to <laughs> Brisson and LaRaz. They do a terrific job. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. So let's talk about a book that we both read. Okay. Right? I mean, why not? I mean, that's... Do you have to check Super Chat or anything? Oh, yeah, I do, actually. Uh, by the way, part of this show is, if you want to have an, if you want to ask a question, uh, we, uh, we encourage you to use Super Chats because it's a way for us to differentiate between what's happening in the chat and what's happening on the show. And also, um, you know, that's just how it works. Uh, that guy, Greg, says, hey, Tiffany, do you draw? Yes. Can you show your art? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's an old video we did once where uh, you posted uh, like a painting of Wanda you did. And I don't remember if it was in like the, if it's on the show or if it's in like your old Instagram. Yeah, that was somewhere. so like, yeah. The only reason I say no is because a lot of my stuff is like, I'm still, I'm like relearning. I used to do it all the time. And like, when you, like those of you who have like traveled into the like realm of drawing, um, if you don't do it for a while... You lose it. Well, it's a muscle. You just, <laughs> you just totally like anything else. You lose it. So, like, I am really rusty. I am, like, currently just trying to finish a singular sketchbook. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm almost done. But, like, it's it's a lot of, like, just con- concepts and nothing finished yet. Mm. I think one day I would like to, like, make an own, my own little, like, separate Instagram to put that on there. That'd be nice. Um, but, yeah. I mean, like, I think I'm better at analyzing art than actually creating it myself. I disagree. <laughs> I think you can do both. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think <laughs> shut that's up, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> Show it. I can say that because she's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody asked uh, who drew extermination. By the way, it was Pepe Larraz. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Um, let's do a new book that we both read. Mm-hmm. And here we go. <laughs> uh, Tiffany, you want to take this one? Um, sure. Um, this was uh, Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, um, written by Chip Zdarsky, with art by... Oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> right? I don't know. I honestly... Uh, let's I find remember. out, actually. I can just do this. There we go. Um, VCs Travis Lanham. That's the letter. Nope, that's the letter. Oh, it's by Chip Zdarsky as well. He did it all. Oh, wow. He did it all. He's a one-man band. Well, that's really nice. Obviously. Um, this book was one of those where it was like... Sal was like, you should read this. But yeah. Not at, like, but not at work. Not anywhere in public. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> you had my uh, my interest, but now I have, have my, my attention. attention. That's right. Um, I was so like, all right, I'll check it out. And I was like, do I need to have been following up with this other than you telling me kind of what's yeah. going on? Like, no, do I you need don't. to? No, this is totally like, and they really do establish that at the beginning. Yeah. It's just like, hey, if you understand the basic idea of Spider-Man, you're fine. You don't have to like have understood where this is going um, or prior to this. Like, yeah. you can just hop into it. Exactly. This is a very much a standalone issue um, in which essentially someone is making a mini like, like documentary about um peter parker or not spider-man spider-man yes um normally it's synonymous but they don't know it's no obviously not and um essentially it's like what do people overall think of spider-man the good the bad all of it like exactly and just you know various individuals talking about him and occasionally we'll see examples um of the uh acts or the moments that people are talking about yes typically in the positive um however there is one particular person who keeps popping up Mm -hmm. in this and, uh, yeah, they, um... It's this great, like, mom, I think? Yeah, she's a mother, and, um, her son ends up getting, like, pulled in with these criminals who are robbing a bank, and, mm-hmm. like, they end up needing him to either drive the car Yeah, he's or, the, like, uh, I think as, it was like, the lookout. He's the lookout, right? And, um, he just, he completely makes 
a mistake by being involved with them. Mm-hmm. And so when Spider-Man shows up to stop them, like he stops the criminals and like there's one getting away and yep. like he's like, Dory. Yeah, please. the cops show up and he's like, I've got the last one. And yeah, they're like, and, okay. Like, one of the cops is like, just let him do it. And the other one's like, no, I'll go help. Mm-hmm. And when he catches up with him, he realizes it's just a kid. Yeah. And he's like, okay. So he like webs him up to the rooftop right. so that the cops, so the cops don't, don't find him. him. And he lets him go home, and it's the mother talking about how, like, you know, the kid had made a mistake, and Spider-Man clearly understood that, and, like, just wanted to help, and just how incredible that was. And then, like, we do some other interviews, and then later on we see that, like, Spider-Man, like, never stopped visiting the kid. And, in fact, because, like, his dad um, was no longer in their lives. And um, so, like, he's, like, helping him with his math and stuff like that as Spider-Man. And, like, it's just such a sweet moment. And I definitely started, like, tear up. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Oh, like, (laughs) Spider-Man being, like, a hero in a different capacity. Like, just helping this kid. Because, like, the mom, like, comes upon them. like like, Yeah, she sees him. She's like, oh, okay. And she's like, "Like, that's so nice. Yeah. Um, But then it takes a turn um, and where the criminals that were put away got out and they blamed the kid. They assumed that they had brought the cops. Or he brought the cops on them. And um, we see Spider-Man, like, go to um, to visit the kid. Mm-hmm. So, like, how about that? Knocks, knocks on the window. It's dark. Nobody, like, comes to the window. He hangs yeah. around for a little bit. And then he goes down to the front door. He knocks on the front door. Nobody comes out. And he's about to leave. And that's when, like, the mother comes out. And she is a wreck. Yeah. Like, she looks, like, just emotionally distraught. Just overall just, you know, in a bad place. And she kind of comes down the stairs and she hugs him, and, like, her narration leads you to believe, obviously, that they ended up killing him. Yes. Like, they found him, and they killed him, and Spider-Man didn't know. Yeah. And so you have this really beautiful moment of just Spider-Man and this woman in the streets, like, being lit by a single street lamp, just and him just holding her and, yeah. like, consoling her. And then we see Spider-Man go after the criminals. And because he is Spider-Man, obviously, he doesn't go as far as the Punisher would. Right. And so, like, they're arrested once again, and mm-hmm. we see, as they're being arrested, uh, Spider-Man's up on the roof, and he has his mask off, and he's just crying. Because, yeah. you know, he, like, in his eyes, failed. Yeah, like, right. Like, he let this kid die. Well, and he catches them in a warehouse, very evocative of yeah. when he caught the burglar who killed Uncle Ben. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, you know, we get these really incredible character moments. We hear the flip side of it, of course, with individuals who are just like, he's a menace. Like, yep. just very, without J. Jonah Jameson even being there, like, we're immediately yeah. brought to those, you know, sort of thoughts. And um, we inevitably find out, like, that it's this one guy who's making this, like, you know, documentary. And, like, someone else needs the editing lab, so he's got to go. And as he's leaving, he runs into Spider-Man. And he's like, hey. What are you doing? I hear you're making a documentary. <laughs> Why? And he's just like, he's like, did I save you or something? Like, I don't understand. And he's mm-hmm. just like, well, here's the thing. Yes and no. Basically, like, uh, years ago, he was going on his first date. He was like 15. Yes. And, that was um, really sweet. It was really sweet. And, like, Spider-Man um, was in the midst of a fight. And, like, it, like the kid's outfit got ruined during mm-hmm. the fight. Like, because garbage got on him or whatever. Yeah. He was literally about to go on this date. And so, this is, like, early in Spider-Man's career. Yeah, so Spider-Man's young. So what he does is he opens up his bag and he takes his clothes and he gives them to the guy yeah. and he's like I realized at this moment you were just a kid like me mm-hmm. who doesn't know how to dress obviously <laughs> <laughs> and um, that like I just I wanted to know more about what other people thought about you and so I started doing this and um, he goes he, so, first of all I, I love that like Peter asks like how'd the date go and he's like well I was 15 so, so you can imagine how do you went. think it went Yeah. and um, the guy before Spider-Man leaves goes how did you find out? And we see that Peter Parker was interviewed yeah. as well. And like, you get this really great, like introspective thing about how, you know, he doesn't always know the right thing to do. 
um, but he's never going to stop. Right. And I was like, this is really nice. This it's is a very just, great like, send-off yeah, for Zadarsky. It is an excellent send-off, and I think it's just an excellent just encapsulation of what Chip Zadarsky thought Spider-Man was and is. Yeah. And I, and I thought it was excellent. No, I agree. It was, uh, it was a great... Um, if you're, like, thirsty for just a really solid, like, emotional... Um, like distillation of who Spider-Man is, and if you're looking for just like a fun one-off, then mm-hmm. like this is a great issue to pick up. Spectacular Spider-Man 310. Um, it is not ending. Uh, there will be a new creative team coming on the book. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure they're not going to follow up with anything that Zdarsky was doing. Right. Zdarsky did a lot of new stuff. He established that uh, the J.J. Jameson knows who Peter Parker is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he firmly established that uh, Teresa Parker is his sister, and I don't think anyone's going to touch that. Okay. Uh, but, right. you know, who knows? I'm sure if Wade comes on the book again, you'll definitely see that. Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of re- recommending this issue, it's funny. If you haven't been keeping up with Spider-Man at all, I would say this is an excellent issue just to grab. Even yeah. if you're not going to continue with it. Yeah, just... If you don't get it, if you don't get Spider-Man or if you never liked him in the first place, like, I would say pick it up. Try yeah. it out. Yeah. If you don't like this, then you're not going to like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I got to tell you, though, when I read the sequence of him discovering the kid was dead... To finding, like, to, to being up on the him. roof. Yeah. Like, I was just, uh, I was destroyed. Yeah. Wrecked. It was great. Thanks. It was terrific. No. <laughs> incredible experience. I loved it. It was just awesome that you were wrecked. I, yeah. I appreciate it. No, I agree. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, Gabriel Torbo, uh, I feel like no other characters in Marvel don't even want to, don't even, uh, want to even talk, let alone work with the X-Men nowadays. Too much baggage. Do you concur? No, I don't. I think there's a ton of people who want to work with the X-Men. I think people love them, and I think that, like, there is a ton of baggage, but, like, because Marvel doesn't have any editors, nobody gives a crap, so, like, they can pretty much do whatever they want. Right, I mean, but in terms of, like, characters wanting to deal with the X-Men, like, if, like just within the Marvel universe, oh, yeah. I well, definitely think that it's difficult for, for them at times, because it's, like, every time you introduce the X-Men into a problem and, and any Marvel character knows about their long history, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, no. Yeah. Woof. What what time travel, space-faring, mm-hmm. you know... Cosmic. Cosmic and or, like, crazy Arctic, like, location yeah. am I going to have to deal with now? Like, you just took whatever problem we had and, like, made it more complicated. This so I, I, I think I concur with that. No, I, that's fair. <laughs> Uh, the Terror of Death, so Sal, uh, it's been a while since I've been here. 150000 for DC 1 million. I don't think that's the plan. But uh, one day, maybe, probably. Maybe a million for DC million. Like, when we get a million subs. <laughs> it's not impossible, you know, at least two people who have them, and they got them in a very short amount of time. Uh, Zyko the Psycho saying, would you consider a back issue on the Spider-Man PS4? Uh, maybe. We did the Spider-Man James Cameron script, so there's never... That's true, know, yeah. Never say never. Absolutely. And he also adds, uh, do you think Superior Octopus will be any good? Uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be a good issue. Uh, I'm sure it might be a good series. If you liked Superior Spider-Man, you're going to love Superior Octopus. As I understand it, it's going to be like a mini, and I think that Doc Ock's going to take over as Superior Spider-Man again. Like, I think they're going to start that book up again. Oh. So, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's short for this world, but I do think that if you like Superior Spider-Man, you're going to love the series. Um, so, yeah. And it's a good writer on the, on the team. Mm-hmm. Cam, Spectacular Spider-Man 310 versus Amazing Spider-Man 801, which was the better send-off for their respective writers. Uh, they're both incredible issues that are uh, great highlights of the respective writers and their love slash affinity for the character. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're, like, it, it's hard to tell. I know that I was, like, hit harder by 310 than I was 801, but okay. I did love 801, so take that as you will. Okay. We got five bucks from somebody who was just really nice. Thank you very much. Thank you. And Mr. Roboto, uh, what Spider-Man is is a teenage superhero agreed that's yeah. true uh except for when he's like a 30 year old right <laughs> and uh dylan graham do you think spider-man ps4 will get a solo book yeah mm-hmm. yeah i do uh i think it's like probably one of the most recognizable spider-man stories in media today like 
you know, I haven't looked at the numbers for the units sold, but yeah. like, I'm sure it dwarfs the monthly sales for any given Spider-Man comic. Yeah. So yeah, they probably. should. They should definitely. I think they should just follow the um, injustice model. Just do yes. the digitals and a trade. Agreed. You know, if you're trying, if you're trying to hit the people who picked up the game just because it was a Spider-Man game, mm-hmm. that might be a better way to do it. Yeah. Uh, did you read Amazing Spider-Man number six I did not. or seven or whatever it was? Six. six. I did yeah, not. Uh, I did, and uh, it was fun. Um, okay. Uh, Amazing Six is uh, Spider-Man is brought to the bar with no name uh, by Boomerang. Okay. And Boomerang is trying to like eh, he's trying to get in good with like his people and stuff like that. You get a great cameo from the superior foes Spider-Man. Um, and, uh, it, the idea is because, um, Boomerang is Spider-Man's roommate. Okay. And, uh, Boomerang doesn't know that Peter knows that he was Boomerang, but Peter does and whatnot. It's, okay. It's, you know, fun. Oh, who knows what? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit of, like, once again, it's a weird, like, Spencer was like, Sp- Spencer making Spider-Man and Mary Jane get back together is so weird because, like, they don't refer to it much. Mm-hmm. When they do, it's just, like, a thing that happens. Like, it, if I were to take over, which of course is ridiculous, but like the idea is like if I were to be like, okay, uh, hey, um, just for fun, I'd like to bring Spider-Man and Mary Jane back together. They'd be like, yeah, I'd make Mary Jane a central character that really mattered. Mm-hmm. And Spencer's not. Right. Instead, Mary Jane is window dressing. She is a plot device. She is a uh, like a, a cosmetic addition to the book. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man will like make out with Mary Jane and then Boomerang will come in and then the real story will begin. Right. Which is weak. Uh, so, but that being said, the issue was really fun and I really enjoyed what happened in it. Uh, basically, Spider uh, Peter Parker reveals to Boomerang that he knows a lot about Spider-Man because Boomerang keeps telling like Spider-Man stories and like... Peter's sick of it because Boomerang's a foolish crap and he's also like a liar mm-hmm. and he keeps painting himself in a better light. Right, right. And uh, <clears throat> when Boomerang confronts him about it, he's like, how do you know so much? He's like, oh, because I'm a Spider-Man expert and I'm also his friend and no, I, I used to work for him and stuff. And um, Boomerang's like, oh, okay, well then come with me. And they go to the bar with no name and they meet up with like, all these second stringer supervillains. Okay. And they wind up going to Spider-Man Trivia Night. And Are you serious? Yeah, so Boomerang brings Peter as a ringer. <laughs> and... Uh, so yeah, and that's the idea. Is there like a cash prize? I don't remember what the prize is. I think it is money. I don't recall. Okay. I mean, like they wouldn't do it otherwise. Do they win? Uh, yeah, Peter wins. Big time. What oh, Boomerang it? ditches him and steals his phone and talks to the kingpin. What? Yeah. This is... I know. Okay. It's fun. It's a fun little issue. Uh, Humberto Ramos... This great uh, okay. cover indicates more than what actually happens. I think the cover of the next issue is actually more accurate to what actually happens in this issue. Uh-huh. That being said, fun story. Uh, Spencer is having fun with this book, okay. which is essential and, and, and important for the series, and it needs to be fun. It needs I, a shot in the arm. I agree with that. So uh, with that being said, I think you should definitely check it out. It's a fun story with a lot of like cool moments in it if you like humor in your comics you will enjoy this if you like superior foes you're gonna love this issue mm-hmm. um and if you're looking for like it's as far away from what dan slot would have done as possible so okay. like you definitely should check it out all right it's a, it's a fun and you don't even need to read anything else like if you were like ah, i don't really, i don't read that issue or yeah. like i dropped off after slot i don't read it anymore you can pick yeah. up you can pick up from here and not really lose anything okay especially since it's right after that last arc where like they were split yeah and that was like Probably the most disposable Spider-Man story I've ever read. Right. So. It's honestly nice to hear you calling a Spider-Man book fun. Yeah, it is fun. It's <laughs> nice, to, saying, it, it's hey, nice it's, to hear. It feels good to say. I gotta <laughs> tell you. Uh, so jumping back into the super chats, uh, Zyko the Psycho. Uh, also, I'd love a back issue on, on Batman's no, land, no Man's Land. That'll happen someday. Mm-hmm. I have the whole series in two different types of trades. So you're so not you're, far. You're prepared. You, I am prepared. Prepped. Yeah, one day it'll happen. <laughs> 
Terror of Death, Century Number 4 was really damn good. Yes, it was. Uh, are we going to talk about it? Yes, we are. Okay. Uh, and uh, Algae Try, I was going to use this money to buy tacos, but this is just a satisfying. Thank you so much, man. Thank wow, you for giving you us, your us your taco money. taco money? Oh, you didn't have to do that, man. You didn't. That's so sweet. And that I know how much that means. Yeah. tacos are awesome. Now, if you were going to go to like, Taco Bell, you could have bought 10 tacos for that money. Not anymore. No? Yeah, is not, it more? Yeah. I'm you always... could be at the dollar menu, but it's like not tacos anymore that mm, are on there, really. No, that's true. Uh, Fat Snorlocks, any thought about Death of Daredevil? Also, hi. Hi. Uh, I don't know anything about Death of Daredevil besides the great book that Bendis did with Maleve, uh, Daredevil End of Days. Uh, and Comic Vigilante is just helping us out. Thank you very well, much. Well, thank you so much. Uh, so, yeah, uh, jumping into the next book, I guess we could talk about the, the Century Number 4. Okay. I, I, uh, I don't have a cover for this. Did but you read it? I did not. So I tell us more did. about it. No. Oh, or I shared it? Yeah, I didn't yeah. read it though. Oh, I'm a very busy person. Wow. Okay. Well. Um. Yeah. This book has just been just a just a treat. It right? literally like because I'm I've, I've read up to three and I just skipped four. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, and I hate that I'm going to spoil this for you, but this is written by Jeff Lemire, um, with art by Kim Jacinto and Joshua Casara. Um. Yeah. So don't forget. Um. When we last left, um, Scout had got taken the serum to turn himself into like a version of the century yes. essentially and cranio was inside um you know bob reynolds brain yep. and um he has this moment where all of a sudden bob reynolds shows up and he's like oh no if bob reynolds is here that means the century is out because yes. that's exactly what happened um bob reynolds was taken by tony stark and uh, put into this like deep place where they were meant to like keep the century away and um, basically, the Sentry came out and was like, I have to s- fix this. I've got to, like, you know, stop it. I've got to stop Cranio and, like, you know, ah. Yeah. And Toad's like, yeah, see, I can't let you do that, Bob. And, like, Sentry's like, Bob's not here. It's the Sentry now. Right. Okay, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I was an Avenger. Right? And um, so Scout ends up putting his little costume on, well, at least his, like, head part, which also includes the cape. And he's like, I got to go stop the Sentry. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you know, because, like, I'm the Sentry now. Yeah. And um, Tony's like, I can't let you out. You like he's just like you don't get to say that I can't do things. Right, Tony. I'm the century. I can do anything. So he just blasts out and leaves. Mm. And Tony's like, okay, well, this is bad. Yeah. So uh, Monica Rambeau shows up, or no, is it Monica Rambeau? Uh, Misty Knight. I thought it was Misty Knight. It's Misty Knight, not Monica Rambeau. Misty Knight shows up and she's like, you screwed you, up. You said that we were gonna be right. And he's just like, it's not good. And she starts calling in the, his Iron Man suit. And he's just like, you should get some backup ready, but don't send them in yet. I got to go talk to him. Yeah. So he, like, takes off, follows him, and he's just like, this suit isn't going to be enough. Mm-hmm. And so he puts on, essentially, like, a Hulkbuster suit. Cool. Which looks phenomenal. Yep. And he grabs him by the leg, and he's like, Sentry, you got to stop. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, you can't. You got to come with me. This isn't, like, like we got to talk right yeah. now. And he's just like, there's no time for talk. Like, I got I to gotta go and figure this out. Like, yeah, this is really I got to go into my like, own mind. If I... Yeah, well, because he's like technically two different people. And in fact, right. when he's in his own brain, he's talking to Cranio because Cranio goes back in because Cranio's like, this is bad, but I've already committed to this. So he goes back in and, and like Cranio's there and like he's talking to Bob and Bob's like, listen, I need you to like help me to fix this because the void is going to come and it's going to be really bad. So I need you to like stop what you're doing. Mm-hmm. He's like, because I really can't concentrate right now because he's completely split at this point. Yeah. And Cranio's like, yeah, here's the thing about that. I'm not going to help you. Right. Like, I have, I've committed. I hate you. Yeah. I've committed to this path, and I'm not going back now. Yeah. Um, so he starts attacking Bob in the Mindscape, and, like, Bob makes a run for it. And essentially, like, 
he starts thinking about the fact that he's like, my entire life as the sentry, I have been trying to keep it at bay and resisting it. Mm -hmm. And he starts wondering, what would happen if I didn't? Right. And I was like, that's a cool that's concept, a neat idea. right? Yeah. So while that's going on, the sentry is dealing with Iron Man and then Scout shows up um. and he like starts attacking him and he's just like, what? what is this? And he's just like, I took the serum and it's totally cool. And like, <laughs> I'm going to take you down. I'm like, it's fine. And so mm -hmm. they start fighting and like, it's a really brutal fight because like Scout has had enough of him and he's just like, you didn't get to do this. You left us and you left me and I get to be like a crappy, like short order cook and you get to go into your mind and like deal with like being the sentry and like mm -hmm. having heroic like battles and all that stuff. And you just left me behind. No, you don't get to do that. Now I'm the sentry. Yeah. And then like Iron Man, like, Hits him and he's like, "What are you doing? I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm a the hero. new century. I'm, I'm the, the century." <laughs> and he's just like, "Yeah, but you're not, kid. Like, right? You're not. Yeah, you're actually and like, like so an the cent yeah. And then like, so Scout like loses it <laughs> in like this amazing way. We're just like, "I'm the century. Yeah, like mm -hmm. you don't get it." He's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna." Uh. So like, <laughs> okay, like while the battle is going on, in Bob Reynolds' brain, he's running down all these like streets and he finds an alleyway, and the alleyway is like dark and you can see at the end the mm -hmm. void is there oh cool and so like he runs towards it and then he just kind of is drops down to his knees and like the void's like hey bob <laughs> what's, what's up that's cool and he's just like he's like i think i need your help man mm. and like he's just like yeah you know i pretty much thought that would happen he's just like i always avoided this but like maybe what i need to do is just join with you join with you and so like it's this cool moment where like you see the sentry being beaten up by Scout, yeah. and like it's interspliced with these panels of like Bob Reynolds like reaching his hand up, oh, to and the sensory putting his hand down, and they like do like a kind of like a like bro kind of grab, yeah, like a like, like a Arnold like, and Dutch or well, yeah, because, Dutch and like, Dylan, exactly because like the void's like I'm gonna help you up, it's cool, it's cool, and then right. you see this crazy panel, like this three set of panels where like. Bob Reynolds is in the center, and he's got like part of the sentry over here, part of the void over here, mm -hmm. and they merge. <sighs> And so you get the new Sentry who shows up, who is this like amalgam of the three characters. That's also, that's such a great and, idea. And like he shows up, and he's just like, "I'm whole." <laughs> and then it's like, now the next issue will happen. Oh, I'm just like, "Oh my god, this is incredible!" Like, I love the idea of like taking the Sentry and the Void and making them into one character, and yeah. having Bob Reynolds just be that conduit and see where this goes. Like, who's gonna win out in terms of morality? Who, yeah. like, you know, if, like... When you've done everything you can with the Century kind of Void has. dichotomy, it's like, do something different. Yeah. Make yeah. a new character out exactly. of Exactly. Um, and he's, you know, in this version, uh, of course, it's easy they could always split them up. Again, in the future, um, they could kill them off for the time being. Yep. Like, obviously, you know, I'm sure Jeff and me would like to continue telling more stories about this. Probably. Um, but, I, you know, with the duality of what the Century is... Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is just kind of like the obvious, like, yeah, this is where they should have gone with this. And, like, yeah. I, it's kind of amazing that I'm like, oh, we're just getting, we're, oh, yeah, of course. Like, right, it makes sense. Yeah, it really does make sense, so. That's really cool. Yeah, very, very cool story. Um, we're at part four or five now. Yeah, how um, many how many issues does this series have? I think this, it's five, I It's think. five issues? I believe it is. I think, like, I mean, it's a hell of a way to end it, so. Yeah, so let me, let me, let me check that. Okay. Um, I'm sure that would be in the really chat cool. Might know for certain. Yeah, like they seemingly they have one more on this storyline at the very least, which mm -hmm. would make sense. Yeah. Um, you know, if they're going to just yeah, part part four or five for Century World. Oh, sweet. So we'll see how the story wraps up and where they leave Bob afterwards. Afterwards, yeah, because like part of me really does feel bad for Bob Reynolds. Yeah. 
like in a way just wanting to be normal and like having everyone tell him around him he can't be you right. know what i mean like he was very happy working in like crappy diner mm-hmm. you know like just not dealing with things not having yeah. to worry about you know like utilizing his power to help people but in the end like hurting them like yeah. he's just like i just rather not like yeah so yeah no, that's cool very cool uh, I guess we should keep going with more books you've read because, like, this one oh. is a book you've really enjoyed for a while. I, I kind of want to hold off on okay, that Okay, all right, one. we'll hold off on yeah, that yeah. one. All right, all right, cool, cool. Well, in that case, I guess we can talk because about... Because I've, I've got one indie I read okay. this week, and I could just talk about that very briefly. Yeah, let's I do that. I uh, into it too much. It's just, you know, um, October rolls around, everybody, and I'm always looking for a new horror book um, to be into. And um, last time around, um, or at least last time this book came out, I mentioned Cold Spots. Yeah. Which um, is just a like moody, like paranormal horror book that, that Image is putting out right now. Um, it's by Cullen Bunn with art by Mark Torres. Um, so, and Torres is a very, very distinct style, mm-hmm. which may not be for everybody, but I think it really works for this type of story. Um, basically, this uh, guy who's really good at finding people um, used to have a wife, and that wife had a kid, and he's kind of was like aware, not aware of it, and. Uh, you know, she, the mom lived with her own father mm-hmm. and, uh, one day she and her kid took off and like now like her like father is like, where'd they go? I'm going to call it like her ex-husband in to find yeah. them. When he, uh, finds, picks up the trail, he inevitably finds that, that they're on this island and, um, that essentially the only way to get there is via like boat and like the boat is like not in service right now. So okay. he's got to stay overnight and then like charter a boat. The guy he talks to who's got the room for him ends up being, like, frozen okay. by, like, someone he recognizes as his ex-girlfriend. And um, and he is shattered. Oh, crap. And, and now it's a murder scene. And so, like, we pick up where it's, like, the homicide or, like, the sheriff is there basically just, like, all right, what did you see? What happened? He's right. just, like, I went to go charter a boat. I talked to him. And then moments later, this happened. Yeah. Like, it was minutes. Like, is there something you're not telling me? Right. <laughs> Being like a guy From who's going to stay at this place. And he's just like, oh, you talked to him, huh? And he's just like, oh, oh, oh no, no. I'm no, not a suspect. I'm, yeah. No, no, no. And he's like, what exactly are you doing here? And he's just like, I'm going to Quarles Island to see a friend. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, a friend, huh? And he's like, yep, I was going to charter a boat, blah, blah, blah. So he ends up like calling a guy over. He's like, this guy will help you get to the island. Because mm-hmm. as this is all going down, like they get another call in that another part of the area, someone has been found shattered. Oh, okay, He's great. Like, okay, All right, I'm clear. I'm not, not a murderer now. <laughs> so he goes out to the island, and there's a lot of, like, conversation um, and just general dialogue about death and, like, dead things and, like, the fact that, like, you know, like, he's, like, he's talking to the guy who's driving the boat, and he's just like, hey, like, you know, like, like, are you sure, like, they, like, want to leave or whatever? And he's like, oh, no, I'm sure she, like, loves hanging out, like, on this island, like, surrounded by dead things. And he's like, Earth's been around for a real long time. It's all really surrounded by dead things, wouldn't you say? I guess. And, like, so it's just, <laughs> in, like, it's an interesting, because, like, he's talking to a lot of older characters, which I thought was, like, kind of a fun concept, because, like, I think, very based on your age, a lot of people have different concepts of death. Yeah. And how to deal with it, and, like, the inevitability of it, in a way. Ends up on the island. Clearly, like, there's a cult-style, like, event going on. His daughter has some sort of paranormal, like, abilities or supernatural abilities. Okay. And, um, like, she is somehow, the like, sort of the cause of this. Although the people from the town he was at earlier say that, like, 
the cold comes and people die. Like, you know what I mean? It just came earlier. Oh. And, like, he's, like, he heard, like, some, like, radio, like, station talking about how, like, an hour away it was going to, like, hit, like, 75 degrees. And he's like, that's an hour away. Right. There's no way, like, what is happening here? Um, so, I like Colin Bunn's, like, brand of horror. I wish this friggin' dude ever went to a comic book series. I know. You've never gotten a chance to talk to Colin Bunn. I've Bond, never had a chance to talk friggin' weird. But he's a very specific brand of horror, in my opinion. Um, yes. A lot of it talks, like, is a lot about world building and, like, uh, like almost like a campfire story-esque kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which very much appeals to you. Right. This very much reminds me of, like sort of a Silent Hill feel. Yes, I was going to um, say. But with yeah. a little more, like, supernatural elements. I mean, not that Silent Hill isn't, but, like, there's always the question of psychological versus supernatural in those that universe. Yeah. Um, this is very, obviously, paranormal supernatural. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> so check that out if you like horror. Yeah. It's cool. And yeah. The big two don't really do that very much. Yeah. So. And like, here's the thing. Um, depending on how you feel about Colin Bunn, his horror is very different than most of the other stuff that he writes. That's true. Very different. Yeah. Uh, jumping into the super chats oh, again, sure. uh, the comic vigilante returned with, "Hey Tiffany, I know the indie books don't do well, but please, Sam in Volume Two, sometime before 2019." I think that's actually kind of cool because the second volume, all right, the first volume was really easy to do in a way because like they were so uncertain of that book continuing on that yeah. like it kind of has like a great a period, ending. yeah, that was able to be turned into like a semicolon in a right. sense, right? Like. <laughs> Um, they weren't a hundred percent. They're like, it could end here or not. Um, yeah. so the second volume doesn't have quite that kind of like bow on it, but like mm. maybe, yeah, right. Maybe I would love, there's definitely a section of that, which like, I think would have you guys scratching your heads a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I mean, that. Salmon did do pretty well. Oh. So maybe one day. Oh yeah. Certainly we could do universe. Yeah. The new one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if that's if that's self-contained enough, yeah, we'll see. And that's mm. that's about. Yeah, I'd rather talk about Morbius. Yeah, let's be honest. We all want only want to talk about. Nobody likes Daniel Hall. That's why. I that's why Game ended it that way. I like, weirdly feel bad for the guy. <laughs> Screw him. He's not even real. He can't even. He is real. <laughs> uh, Rodney Coverdale saying, "Getting my license in a few weeks. Decided to celebrate by giving you guys some ca- some gas money. Oh, thanks, oh, Rodney. Thank you, Rodney. Congratulations. Well, congratulations. Good luck. Uh, be safe out there. Yes. Just." Just Anticipate everyone else around you will do the dumbest thing possible, and uh, you'll never be surprised. That's right. That's fair. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you know, don't use your phone too much. Yeah. Uh, The Terror of Death. Any thoughts on the new Jessica Jones book? In my opinion, it's been really good so far. I'll be honest. I read the first two issues of the new series. found it so boring, I stopped reading it. I saw Um, a page from the recent one. Me too. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. Boo. Really? I enjoyed it. That was horrible. That was a horrible decision. With Lone Shark? Oh, no, not Lone Shark. I oh. mean, oh, I thought you were talking about the page where they reveal that Danielle might actually be the Purple Man's daughter. Yeah. That's when I was like, boo. Oh, no, I saw the, sh- the Lone Shark. Yeah, that's fun. Page. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Um, but it could also just be, like, one of those patented Bendis uh, screw you, like, I'm just doing it to blow your mind kind of situation. But let's hope that's not true. Because boo. Uh, but yeah, so um, let's go into it. Uh, let's see. Uh, I guess we can talk about this really quick. Good. <laughs> wow. I, know it's been a, I know it's been a Marvel fest. We're sorry. Uh, Mar- uh, Marvel 2-in-1, The Thing, and uh, The Human Torch finally kind of wraps up. We're almost done. Uh, this is uh, done by Chip Zdarsky again with art by uh, Ramon Perez. Okay. And... Okay, it's great. Uh, I think Zdarsky's leaving this book too, which is like, oh no. Oh really? What is he gonna do? 
I hope he's. I, I huh. hope he goes someplace regularly because he's he's an untapped. He is an unrespected resource at Marvel right now. I hated his Howard the Duck. I love everything else he's done, and he's friggin' amazing. So check this out. Um, basically, uh, the last couple of issues, uh, Ben and Johnny have been looking for the Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. but Fantastic Four premiered during the series, where the series would have been a perfect way to set up that the Fantastic Four are getting back together. Uh, they couldn't wait. And so Fantastic Four came out and undid everything that's in here, or at the very least took the winds out of the sails of this entire series. If you want to read the Return of the Fantastic Four, do yourself a favor and don't read anything Dan Slott read or wrote until you finish at least this issue. Okay. Because this issue is... The whole series has been that the Thing knows that Reed and Sue are dead. And Johnny can't cope. And Ben gets everything and basically takes Johnny on a, like, lying quest to look for Reed and Sue through the multiverse. Right. When in reality, he's actually honoring Reed's request to never stop adventuring. Aw. And Sue's request to not leave Johnny alone. Aw. And so it's like, so Johnny's like, yeah, let's go. We're going to find them. And Ben knowing they're dead and being like, yeah, let's go to the next one. And you're like really sad, it's really cool, and it's just an amazing story, and it would have been such a beautiful culmination in them actually getting back together, and it's ruined by there being a series that came out right before it. Um, sucks. Especially because now that I've read Dan Slott's two issues on Fantastic Four, and I've read Chip Zdarsky's ten issues on what is essentially the Fantastic Four, uh, this series is better. Wow, okay. Like... I mean, there's more issues to really compare it to, but, like, I was sold by issue one, and I was not sold by issue one of Fantastic Four. Right. I enjoy the ideas behind Slot's Fantastic Four, and he has uh, surprised me before, and I certainly fell in love with Big Time Mm -hmm. when that was a thing ten years ago, but uh, Zdarsky would have been a better choice because he freaking nails it. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about what happens. Just read it. It's just a great book. Okay. Um... So yeah, like just just pick it up. Yeah. It's just a great series. It's also fun because it's like a, they're, they're in a Mad Max Road Warrior future where Spider-Man takes over. So check that out. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool and weird and dark and fun. Okay. I say check it out. All right. Um, I guess right. we could talk about the Justice League book that you want yeah. to talk about. Right? Uh, another, technically, two Justice League books came out this week, but the one I read, of but course, the one that we want to talk about is Justice League Dark, uh, number three, written by uh, James Tynan the fourth, with art by Alvaro Martinez Bueno. Yes, and Bueno is the operative t- word. This, oh my god, this is my favorite DC book right now. Like, I love Mr. Miracle, but, like, this is my favorite DC book right now. It's it very, has everything I want. Yeah, this is your favorite, like, ongoing series. Yeah, it has everything I want, and, oh. We're, we're on issue three, and I'm just, just like, I'm so invested. I'm so invested in this world. Um, for those of you who haven't been following Justice League Dark, it follows um, the Justice League Dark team, which is led by Wonder Woman with uh, Zatanna, uh, Swamp Thing, Man Bat, uh, Detective Chimp, mm-hmm. and occasionally uh, Constantine shows up. We'll pop in. Yeah. He's a big part of this, this arc. Um, this book is incredible. It's dealing with the idea that, like, something's wrong with magic. In the DC universe, right. it is poisoned in a sense, and like it originally had been like murdering those who had used it in like horrific ways, where like they would explode or like like it was just insane. And like the visuals in this book really push it over the top, mm-hmm. um, because it really does a good job of being a horror book while also like working as a DC superhero book. Like just, just yes, bueno, absolutely. <laughs> 
all around. Um, so good. Um, but um, this book picks up where the last issue left off, where it was just like, oh no, Dr. Fate's a bad guy. Who'd have thought that? Right? And like by bad guy, I mean he messed up. Oh. Real bad. Okay. Real bad. Basically because the source wall, source wall opened up and we have um, the Tree of Wonder. The Tree of Wonder is like this conduit for raw magic to get in mm-hmm. and wherever it came from and whoever we took it from, essentially... Um, is coming for it, right? Oh. Like, they want it back. And so we, the opening of this book is uh, Zatanna as a little girl, and we get a little idea of what it was like to be Zatanna being raised by Zatara. That's cool. Where, like, every morning at this hour, like, at, like, 5 o'clock, like, he would come in and, like, say, get up backwards. So she would get up, and, like, they would practice all day. And first you'd practice using actual magic. Or, no, using, like, tools of the trade and magic. So, like, using lockpicks and stuff like that to make it look like she was actually, like, doing, like, a magician's performance. Yeah. And then she would practice she's using magic. And inevitably, she ends up asking, like, hey, why do we use this? Why, like, I can feel magic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, why are we doing, like, sleight of hand and crap? Right, or, like, why do we use magical words? Why don't we just tap into the raw magic? And oh. he's just, like, and she's, like, I know you're, like, worried about me asking that so early, but, like, tell me. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, here's the thing. Like, magic in its raw, like, version of it, like, we shouldn't use because, like, the reason we use, like, backwards words or demon blood or like cauldrons and wands and all this stuff right is eyes of newt yeah is to hide ourselves from them Mm. to hide what we're doing from them and i was like okay that's a like cool intro and then we just launch right into it where it's just like the upside down man who that's what he introduces himself as okay who is like just the the guy on the cover here it's an incredible visual um you won't be able to see it in here i don't think um well he's here might be that maybe nope just stick with that uh, incredibly creepy like he's just like he has a very interesting personality where it's just like he's serious but also like uh, nigh unto God so like his sense of humor is like that of like but you're all ants anyway so okay. who the hell cares mm-hmm. but he's just like ah I haven't quite gotten this anatomy thing right just yet like oh, how, so how do like, I do, do I, I create a body do I have enough limbs do I have like, <laughs> like it's just it's interesting that's and, like, cool they're like yeah you didn't really nail that um, yeah. but essentially he has he know he's at all over on all of them he knows exactly he's just like oh yeah a little spell like cast or whatever blah 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 so like initially he attacks Zatanna and Wonder Woman who were there um, because like they've talked to fate and who ends up like opening the doorway essentially yeah and then um, Detective Chimp and Manbat come flying in. Cool. And a detective, or Manbat has the vase of the other Dr. Fate who, who <sighs> popped out for a minute, who they're like, oh my god, we know what's going on. Like, they already know what's happening. Mm-hmm. So Detective Jim takes his sword and he, like, slashes into the Upside Down Man. And he's just, like, quaint. And then <laughs> he turns Detective Chimp into, like, a horrific puddle. Like, he oh. literally makes him just melt. And, like, as it's happening, he's, like, still talking. Oh. And even as a puddle, he's still, like, crying out. I'm uh, like, oh, that's awful. I'm like, this is incredible. Yeah. This is an incredible book. And, like, Man Bat takes the vase, and he's, like, trying to, like, scoop him up and put it in. Oh. He's just like, no, I can fix you. Science can save you. I'm like, oh. oh, my God. What? What a horror show. And, like, Diana's, like, trying to get them out of there. And then, like, you just hear, like, enough. Mm. And that's when we see outside that, like, Swamp Thing has grown large. Because <sighs> while this is all going on, like, Constantine, like, Swamp Thing had hung outside fate's tower and constantine shows up and he's just like hey man i know you were totally going to like retire but like 
you think you got one more in you, mate? Oh. Like, we got to we gotta fix this. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Swamp Thing gets gigantic, and he's just like, I'm not going to let you do this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, screw you, man. <sighs> you don't awesome. get to hurt this world. And so he goes to grab him, and upon touching him, the Upside Down Man just makes him wither and die. So, Swamp Thing? Yeah. That's awesome. So he's just gigantic, and then he just falls down, and then Constantine's there. Because, like, basically, the, the Upside Down Man seems to be heading towards the Tree of Wonder. Mm-hmm. And, like, so they're trying to stop him. Yeah. Like, but without really a plan. Right. So, like, Constantine's like, I, all right, I'm up. So, like, he's there, and he's just like... Like, you know, I met some guy and he taught me a spell that's meant to kill a god, so here we go. Yeah. And he cast this huge, like, sigil thing. And, like, Zatanna's like, he can't keep that up. He's going to burn himself alive from the inside out. Okay, cool. So he casts this thing, and, like, you think the upside down man is gone, and he's not. And he shows back up, and he's just like, oh, demon blood, how quaint. Let's see you how you do without it. And so he takes Constantine and he just pulls the blood out of him. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, he's just dressing them down, just destroying them. So then, like, Zatanna tries to like be like release him whatever and that's when he goes after her and Wonder Woman shows up and she's got her shield and she's like enough yeah and he's just like what are you <laughs> he's like, no, he doesn't know who she like, is I don't know there's something hmm. and so she describes herself as like Princess Diana like you know of the mascara daughter of Zeus the whole thing he's like no 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 I didn't ask who you are mm-hmm. I asked what you are there's, I, there's something in there I don't understand and he like starts like playing with her and he turns her almost into like a two dimensional like piece of fabric in Mm -hmm. a sense and she fights back and upon fighting back her like tiara thing like busts off of her head Mm -hmm. i remember in the first issue everybody when she found like the daughters of hecate basically and they like took her and they branded her yeah well the the symbol of hecate shows up on her forehead and like releases this incredible power and she turns into this like embodiment of hecate basically and she's like terrified by it and so, like, Zatanna's there who's had magical training, and she's just like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I'm filled with this, like, crazy, like, light power. Yeah. And she's like, no, that's good, Diana. And yeah. she takes her hand, and she's like, I need you to focus on what it is you want to do. What do you want to do? Right. And, like, so she focuses on that, and they drive him back, and it hurts him. Mm. And so, like, he ends up leaving, and upon doing so, she also brings Detective Chimp back, saves Swamp Thing. She puts everything back the way it was. Okay. Now, we're in issue three, of course. And, like, Detective Shim's like, uh, did we win? Right. And, like, Zatanna's like, she just kind of, like, dresses it down. Like, this is what just happened. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't win. <laughs> this has just barely begun. He's coming back. Right. And it's going to be worse than before. Mm. And the only thing they have basically stopping them is something we don't even understand. Right, is Wonder Woman's it's crazy Wonder Woman power. and, like, whatever the heck's going on with mm-hmm. this. So, like, God, I love this book. I just, I can't say enough about how no. much I love this book. <laughs> they fixed for Constantine, too, right? What? Oh, yeah, yeah. Constantine is back as well. Yeah, cool. They, they put him back together as yeah. far as I... That's dope. Yeah. And that's Tynion? Yeah. Wow. It's Tynion. So like, if you if you don't like Tynion, which I've heard a lot of people like kind of like being down on him for a while, like, yeah. give him a shot with this because like it's this and that Ninja Turtles Batman book. Right. But like for me, I'm like, we're on issue three and I really appreciated this type of storytelling because most of the time it's like, oh, like we have to do something and like they fail and then like we got well, to re-rally and stuff like that. They're like, no, no, no. They're going to have a mini encounter with the big bad guy. Yeah. And then like... I'm like, what? What does he have in store? Right for the, the, next, the next encounter. Yeah. Like he's, it's well, like we got the introduction. And how are our heroes going to be prepared? Exactly. For this? Yeah. And like, what is going on with, with with Diana? And I love when they take Diana and they they use mythology mm-hmm. more so. And so like tying her to Hecate. Now, this is leading up to something that's coming out, which I'll mention when we talk about the things that are coming out 
soon. Okay. And my understanding is we're going to get a lot more Hecate and Diana and like good or bad. We don't know yet. Cool. So nice. Love this series. That's love awesome. this series. So if you're looking for a magical series with some like of these horror elements, yeah, this is like this is the book for you. Right. I'm telling you right now, between the art and the story, like they're just perfect for each other like this is an incredible team that's cool thank you scott snyder for setting up somehow i right like it's just like yeah that's cool yeah uh okay uh so check it out uh mr roboto why doesn't bob just get into death metal i don't know (laughs) right I think he's uh, has been in the suburbs too long. Right. Uh, Kevin Myers, Daredevil book to celebrate season three. You guys rock. Uh, thank you very much. Season three is coming out in a couple weeks. I'm so hyped. Uh, he's throwing the costume away. He's burning it. And he's replacing it with the Frank Miller costume right. again. Right. And I uh, hear a certain... Vincent D'Onofrio's back. I know. And he's wearing the white suit. I know. <laughs> they need to get their heads out of their asses and get him in the movies. Because uh, you're he great. is so he's, good. He's incredible. He, they're all good. He is a treasure. Daredevil is my show. Like, any, they're like, oh, have you seen Jessica Jones season three? Like, or two or whatever? No. Okay, no. Daredevil's oh, your jam. J- Daredevil's my jam. Uh, but no, we're not doing a book for, for Daredevil. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, Daniel Preto. Uh, because, by the way, like, uh, it's based on Born Again. We did it. Oh. If you want to watch it, it's a huge episode. We're all four on the couch. Uh, Daniel Prieto helping us out. Thank you very much. Thank Terror of Death. You. Just make Chip Zdarsky the head of Marvel. The guy knows the universe backwards and forward. It's true. Dude does. Yeah. Uh, I think you'd find a lot more humor books as a result, but maybe that's not a bad thing. may not be a bad thing because sometimes the, then that brings more weight to the more serious moments. Exactly. So. Sam Anderson, Upside Down Man, best DC Cenobites, suck at Cenobats. Agreed. I think, uh, what's it called? Batman Who Laughs? A little overdeveloped. Yeah, but uh, this guy, like... This guy's pretty dope. He's, it's just, it's a simple concept and because it... it it makes you you recognize what it is enough that, that you know it's wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like yes, yes. Uh, Red X Man eighty eight. Hey Tiff and Sal. It's Harris. Hey Harris. How's hey! it going? Happy birthday, man! It's my birthday. I was wondering <gasps> if I can get a birthday wish from my favorite YouTube. You absolutely can. Happy birthday, Harris! I hope you have an awesome birthday year. Indeed, and, uh, man. Yeah, I hope you had an, a great day and a great weekend. Yeah, congratulations! It's a, it's a birthday Happy weekend. birthday! And hopefully you had a good time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Martin Archuleta, Dark Phoenix trailer, hated it. Uh, I liked it when I first saw it, when it was uh, X-Men 3 The Last Stand. Um, and it looks like it's basically just the same script. That, like, Kinberg was like, no, you didn't do it right, so I'm just going to do it again. You know what it is? So it's, like, it's almost like in a way they're like, who cares? Yeah. We're just going to do whatever we want right now. We're going to do a back issues to correlate with it, but we're not. But I'm not going to go see it. I'm good. I, so many people I know didn't see Apocalypse, and it's like, good. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to go see this. Okay. It's over. Uh, and Mr. Roboto, are you sure this is not Justice League Black title? <laughs> I know, right? It's freaking dope. You know what, though? Like, I appreciate that, like, it isn't, a, like, that it's not, because it's, like, it makes them have to skirt the line between, like, standard superhero title, because it's still a Justice League book. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, again, like, it's just Justice League Dark Man. Yeah, oh. exactly. I, I saved that one as about the last book I had time to read today, because I was like, I'm going to save this. Yeah. Just... Uh, <clears throat> Doomsday Clock came out. Yeah. And uh, it's issue seven. We're past the halfway point for Doomsday Clock. Yes. I literally had to, like, skim through You have to read six. everything to get back to what was like, happening. what happened? Yeah. Uh, That's the, this, this is the book I'm having the hardest time, like, keeping everything mm-hmm. straight from what happens from issue to issue. Yeah. Well, they're having a hard time uh, keeping up with us. So, you know, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Doomsday Clock from Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, for many people, I'm sure this is the best issue yet. 
Which is kind of understandable because... Because it, something happens. Yeah, you get the uh, a delivery on a promise. Yeah, this cover here uh, indicates that Rorschach and Joker are going to fight. They do. Uh, Dr. Manhattan appears, and we find out more about Adrian and Bubastis. Yeah. And Batman's there. Yes. Superman too. Whole bunch of stuff. We're mm-hmm. finally getting... And I'm really like... It's funny because it feels like... I'm sorry. It feels like... It's finally actually happening, like, the way they promised. Like, it, this is this is actually, it's been a lot of build. Yeah. If it was we're, we're halfway through the book and we're still building, F you. No. Things are actually paying off. Things are actually happening. If you don't like the concept of this being a sequel to Watchmen set in the DC universe, you ain't going to like what happens because it's (laughs) just more of the same. Yeah. And it's just, it's establishing that. Um, But so much uh, is happening in this and it's super cool. Uh, At least as far as like, it's cool. It's a neat idea. Like it's fun. Um, Yeah, it is. It's interesting because it's like, Manhattan's here, which I was, like, super excited about. Yeah, oh, uh, Baby Boobastis is a Dr. Manhattan Geiger counter. Yes, which, by the way, like, I was like, that is a clever way to bring back Boobastis. Yes. And I also like the fact that, like, Boobastis is, like, the thing that, like, Adrian Veidt actually missed and yep. felt bad about. Like, it, like... Yeah, like, he's he is overwhelmed with guilt over letting Boobastis die, which is kind of funny. Uh, so he uses the like leftover genetic material and some kind of like genetic like the he the... uses he tries to genetically re-engineer it based on what's left of Bubastis and when that doesn't work he turns to using Doctor Manhattan's genetic material and mixing the two and, yeah. and this is what we get and he's yeah. able to use it to to not only obscure his location mm-hmm. um, but also as Bubastis picks up on various like an- energies it. Yep. With charges and it like creates like a magnetic effect with Dr. It like pulls Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, Manhattan in. cannot help but arrive. Yep. Uh it's it's a crazy bunch of stuff that happens. It is. For me, it's like they're trying so hard, or like John seems to be trying so hard to like intertwine these stories, and for some reason, once Manhattan shows up, who should be the linchpin of doing so, yeah. he immediately separates them. Yes. And I'm like, okay, wasn't the point of this to well, who knows? Like, it, well, it, I meant to show, like, not only, <clears throat> like, not to bring them together necessarily, mm-hmm. but to like show how currently their fates are intertwined. Yeah, and it, I just thought it was interesting that, in, like, immediately, like, John shows up. Mm-hmm. Nope, nope, we're gonna leave. I'm taking all of the Watchmen characters, and we're going to Mars. <clears throat> yeah, when I saw the circle, uh, John makes the circle around the people yeah. he's gonna leave with. I'm like, I see the Joker and Batman are not in the circle. Yes, and then they leave. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. Uh, that being said, so, oh uh, man. Um, a lot happens. It was fun. Like, I don't want to really necessarily talk about, like, the, the specifics of every single thing that happens in this book. Because, right. like, a lot happens. And because it's a sequel to Watchmen, because it is, um, because it's a, uh, it's deliberately written to feel like a, like an Alan Moore book, you could unpack everything that happens in every single panel. And, oh, yeah. But the, the long and the short of it is, uh, Batman breaks free, Manhattan gets pulled in. Ozymandias' like secret plot is revealed. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, and oh, Rorschach and, and is screwed. And he's not sick. No, he's not. He's been Which lying the like, entire time. I mean, like, I like it and I don't because it's very Ozymandias. But like, I kind of like the humbling of. I like, like that too. Like of that character with a debilitating disease such as that. Like, I really like that where he's just like, no, like 
I am like perfect and I'm above all of this. Right, and then like cancer gets you. Yeah, because, like because like it will. Right? Like I really dig that, but Yeah. It also is very <clears throat> fitting. Yes. Uh that he would lie about this and totally. that, you know what I mean? Like No, I agree. Um <sighs> it was a cool it was a cool book. Like, it was cool. It, it, and it was yeah. cool in a way that wasn't quite as cool. Like, it wasn't like when Comedian just opens fire on the DC villain pantheon, right. which was, like, cool, but it's like meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out a couple of other things. Like, we get some secret surprises about um, the the JSA. Uh, in, more specifically, that, like, clearly Dr. Manhattan has a problem with the JSA, and he deliberately kills Alan Scott yeah. before he is the Green Lantern. Yes. And so as a result, there is no JSA. Yeah, and that's like... I'm. I'm Why does he do that? Very, just very specifically you. I don't like you. Yeah, he really has a problem with Alan Scott, but he also yeah. has a real problem with like the J... Well, he... Part of... Part of Manhattan's plot involves dismantling and preventing the JSA from forming. Yes. Um, I assume that like the Superman plot... You know, like, the idea that the, the, where are the superheroes coming from mm-hmm. is the result of the fact that there are, that there was no precedent for superheroes. The idea being that, like, because there was a JSA and it made everybody comfortable with the idea of there being superheroes back in, like, the 30s and 40s, that when superheroes showed up in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, yeah. people were more com- accustomed to it as being a part of the cultural landscape. So right. without their ground, like, with, without their foundation people are more quick to believe a weird theory about there being like superheroes being engineered by the US government. Right, right, right. Um it could also weirdly be like time trying to fix itself. Yes, that like because there's no JSA like instead like like pro- like scientific programs did develop that gave other superheroes to fill in like I don't know, like Yeah, exactly. I don't know. And like it's it's very it's it, I I do wonder what his purpose is. Like is it just for like just to see what would happen? Right. Um, what I did like in this was the callback to, like, the way Manhattan views time. Yeah, which is important, and I think it was, like, the, it was the last line of, I think the button, it was a quote from Manhattan talking about time. Yeah. And the fact that, like, we keep checking in with different, like, former members of the JSA. Right. And, and, or former never-been members of the JSA kind of thing. Right, but even, like, when, like, they, they they foreshadow something that hasn't happened, obviously, where, like, he says, like, he's like, I, I walk off the, like, like black and white checkered floor yes. onto Mars, and I was just like, okay, and I didn't even think about that until... He does it. He does it. I was just like, that was, like, I appreciate that. That's very clever. That, that's very Dr. Manhattan. Like, yeah. To be looking forward and, and back. And the fact that Manhattan is now faced with an interesting conundrum. Yes. It's that he uh, he sees, he, he, he basically has an end. And he knows that there is, he can't perceive time after a certain point. And that, t- that point is Superman flying at him and is about to punch him. Yes. Exactly. Um, which a lot of people were like, whoa, what? John's promised he would never, like, think about it and, like, wait. You know, like, I'm sure that John's isn't walking back any promises he made. Although, I think it sucks that John's would say what's going to happen at the end of Doomsday Clock two years before Doomsday Clock came out. So, like, I'm, I'm basically throwing anything that John said about Doomsday Clock out the window when it comes to reading this book. Right. Because it should be read as a, as a in a vacuum. Yeah. So, And, and yeah. like, because, because Dr. Manhattan, in a sense, like, 
you don't necessarily, we don't necessarily know what his capabilities are. We don't know what his end would look like or yeah. if it even is an end. Right. Like he is, all he knows is he cannot see beyond a certain point. Exactly. Which is perplexing to well, him. And also a retread of, of Watchmen. Yeah. So, you know, he's been there before. Mm. Uh, but that being said, you know, this is compelling and I'm, for as bored as I had been a couple of times, and it's like I'm like I don't know if this is worth the kind of build up. Uh, it's been really cool. Yeah, and like I think the the second half of this is going to prove whether or not the slow burn of the first six issues was worth it. Was worth it, or, or if it could have been consolidated a little more. So I mean, in this we also get that Marionette is pregnant again, again. Yes. Um, and we get the fact that obviously Manhattan knows who where her first child is and what they've done, mm-hmm. and it's like. We just kind of, he just kind of like, he's like, I'm not going to talk about that. And so I'll just let you know you're pregnant again. Exactly. And I don't have to deal with it at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say um, there's also a great moment where uh, Rorschach beats the Joker to death. Yeah. And that takes care of one of the Jokers. D- is he dead? Yeah. Okay. Well, you never know. With I think he's dead. You I think never that, know with the that, Joker. That was the indication I, I got. That, like... I could be wrong. I mean, like, I'm fully willing to admit that I'm wrong, but right. I think he died. I only say that because he's come back from... Yes, but the fact that like he's John's come back from work. The fact that John's established there are three of them and yeah. that he's writing this makes me think that like they were killing one of them. Right, right, and right. And so yeah, uh, new Rorschach, former Rorschach, so he quits. Uh, is is like beats the Joker to death. Right. And so you're like, oh okay, well that's interesting. Like, I don't know why you did that. Which Joker is it? This is because. <laughs> It's very obvious that they're leading up to Marionette and Mime somehow, like, either being the parents of or whatever. This is where they're just like, oh, no. It, it, using time travel and whatever, it turns out that Marionette and Mime actually gave birth to the comedian. Right. And he's just a man out of time. Right. Or, like, the Joker is their parents. Like, uh, uh, right? I like, know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, there's such emphasis on those two characters. Mm-hmm. In particular, Marionette. Yeah. Very much, in particular, her. Right. Um. So... I'm interested to see where that goes. The fact that they keep mentioning Lori. Yes. But there's like... But not going to there. We're, like, we don't see like her. we're never going to see them. No. And I'm kind of, like, glad about that. But still. Right? <laughs> like, I don't want to necessarily see those characters anymore. But, you know. Yeah, it feels it feels strange, though. Yeah, it does. You know, I mean, like, at least I guess they got to go on with their lives. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're missing entirely. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I think this is definitely... A stronger issue mm-hmm. than has than has happened, but Certainly. that's that's only saying that now having read seven issues, not having read all the issues, because at the end of the day, depending on where the story goes, we could go back and be like, oh, okay, yeah, no, and that's the that that's what we should be able to do with this series. We we need to be able to reread it and and, f- and find new meaning mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So Certainly. hopefully, whatever we can unpack from this, uh, yeah. is, is only scratching the surface. Right, and again, Frank's art, great, great, yep. great. Glad he gets extra time. Yeah. Uh, but also, damn, it's killing the book and the and, and the uh, and, <laughs> and the momentum. It, yeah, it really is just uh, killing the pacing in a, in a weird way because the issues themselves, the pacing is fine, but like the overall like issue to issue pacing, not great. Yeah. Uh, Silver Cricket, we will see what happens next month. Ha, sure. I don't think anyone said that, but mm. fair enough. Uh, Mid uh, Micronic uh, Heroes in Crisis and Doomsday Clock connected? No. Uh, Silver Cricket, I think Billy Batson's going to be Marionette's son because Jeff Johns has to make Shazam relevant since he said Shazam is going to be critical. Yeah, and he was supposed to be critical in a previous series, uh, Dark Knight's Metal. But uh, mm. they John's told him to take him out. Right. Uh, Gabriel Torba, Watchmen 2, Doomsday Clock, directed by John- Scott Snyder, Save the DCU. Sure. <laughs> They're never going to make that movie. Um, 
But yeah, so um, I guess we'll get back to the other book that everybody's very excited about. Yeah. Uh, for one reason or another. Yep. And that's Tom King and Clayman's Heroes in Crisis number one, which is uh, Identity Crisis 2. For, for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a story that establishes that there is like a post-traumatic stress disorder uh, sanctuary, called Sanctuary. Yes. That uh, was set up by the Trinity, and it's for a bunch of like... It, it's it's basically a sanctuary for heroes to like chill and hopefully deal with their stresses. Yeah. And uh, the book opens uh, with uh, people being dead there. Like Sanctuary. We establish Sanctuary, and then it's destroyed. Yeah, it's like, it's... Because I think, and then they reference it really in other books, but it was right. all shoehorned in. It's like the style of story where it's just like, here's what happened. Mm-hmm. Now let's lead up to what happened. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, Heroes in Crisis is just kind of like an... It's a book that is all set up. It's setting up, like, the mystery, which I don't think King had any excitement or interest in doing. Um, okay. The whole book is two things. Uh, the Trinity finding out what happened in yes. the Sanctuary and Harley Quinn being able to defeat Booster Gold. And uh, that is what happens. And mm-hmm. there's also like a... like, And Harley leaves it with like, oh, Booster Gold's the murderer. There's a bunch of people died. Yeah. The, in, oh, I know. In, in Sanctuary. Yeah. And uh, so... We so basically, what the book is is like it's a it's a it's a you it's a list of people who died in the book. Yeah. Like, and the people who died are someone's favorite characters. You know, not mine, but like I get it. Uh, we also lose like some other heavier hitters. We lose Arsenal. We lose Wally mm-hmm. West. Yeah. Um, off panel, and uh, I feel like there'll probably be some like flashback that'll show you who like how they died. Right. Particularly because they're so essential, and because like. Literally, Wally West was the linchpin for Flash War, which is a huge Josh Williamson event. Yeah. And it's kind of like the whole point of DC Rebirth was bringing back Wally West to kill him off panel in an event just because, like, we're now... Because Tom King is DC's darling is kind of, like, weird. Um, but also, hey, like, you know what? Tom King made his bones writing a book called Grayson, which was Dan DiDio's book to make people hate Dick Grayson, and instead King made Grayson relevant again, right? Such that it made him into Nightwing. So now we got to use some other event to make Dick Grayson irrelevant again because right. somebody has a real problem with Dick Grayson, <laughs> and Wally was for that matter. But uh, yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, it, it's I will tell you this: uh, this book is pretty. Oh, it's a beautiful book. Clayman he's, rocks. He's incredible. It's just it's gorgeous, and I gotta tell you, like in terms of the writing. Um, there are these great, uh, there are two sequences that are my favorites. Okay. Uh, the sequence where Superman discovers the dead bodies. Right. Are great. Um, I really love King's ability to capture Superman's voice and his, like, his feeling of helplessness. Yes. And fear. Yes. And it's not fear, like, it's not even his own fear, it's fear for others. Right, right, right. Uh, it's just, it's legit Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like the characters which I'm showing on the screen, uh, the the, the uh, kind of like, hi, I'm the, this character, yeah. and I'm in Sanctuary, and these are this is why I'm here. Right, and like, I know they're meant to look like interviews, but it turns out it's actually just an, uh, an AI or robot that they're talking to is meant to help them. Exactly. Um, which I thought was kind of interesting, because like, it, it also explains some of their awkwardness early on, because they clearly um are probably a little uncomfortable it's just like really i'm gonna talk to a robot like a, like a cold lifeless like unfeeling thing and you're gonna help me okay mm-hmm. i'll give this a shot yeah exactly but uh but it's 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 really like mm-hmm. smartly written and it's hard to talk about it outside of the like context around it 
You know, because like Heroes in Crisis, because when you, if you don't know, uh, Heroes in Crisis was originally something else. It was called, I'm sure it was called Sanctuary. Right. Uh, and Tom King had this story that he wanted to write about heroes with PTSD and dealing with that. And it was going to be about Sanctuary. Right. I'm sure. And then from what I understand, DiDio and others uh, came in and said, turn it into something else. Make it a more like crazy, like murder mystery event. Okay. And so, like, characters that needed to die weren't organically supposed to die in the story, and the whole concept of Sanctuary was literally destroyed in the first page. Right. So it's like, is this a series that Tom King is excited to write? Or is it a series that Tom King was excited to write that he now has to write? Has to write, as opposed to. As opposed to wants to write. Yeah. And that kind of sucks, and I feel bad for him as a result of that. Yeah, But that's, if that's true, and if, like, we're actually privy to that kind of information, I hope that it isn't, but I feel like I've read comics long enough, I know it is. Right. Uh, but, like, you know, and and the other thing is, like, does that make it a bad story just because editorial wants it to be something else? It, um, yeah, that's, I don't know. Because, like, sometimes you can take those notes and, like, turn it into something great, and sometimes it really disrupts the entire story. Yeah. For me, I, I was less intrigued, honestly, by the mystery mm-hmm. of it all in this issue. And that's not to say, like, I mean, overall, I mean, like, I feel like this issue could have done for, with a few more pages because the pacing was a little off for me. Very. Well, the, because the fight with Booster Gold is so incongruous with what's happening everywhere else. It is. Like, I... I, I you got three stories. You got, like, the, the, the establishment of Sanctuary, yes. the fight with Harley Quinn, yes. and the, the aftermath of the Sanctuary murder. Yeah, and, like, oftentimes stories like that are, like, or scenes like that are meant to, like, kind of, like, echo one mm-hmm. another. And they don't. Um, and, like, the only echo there really is the violence, in a sense. Right. And it, I don't know. Like, the pacing for me just was overall was, like, I don't know if it was rushed or just, like, it, it, it wasn't even enough overall and I, I can't tell if like maybe just having this issue be a little longer since it's, a, it's the first issue right so why not make it a double so, page or, issue it doesn't have to be double pages you could just, just do the four full, more issues you or could pages. do the full like 32 without ads that would have been nice you know what I mean and that's like hey like give him a little more room to like tell the story that he wants to tell in the first issue to, to kind of set us up yeah. and actually give us a mystery instead of the mystery in this feels more like a lack of like panel information as opposed to like a a, a legitimate like crafting of story and mystery. Yeah, yeah. and that doesn't mean that the, he doesn't have that set up. I think that he didn't have enough room in this issue to do it. No, especially because especially if it's true that he had to like tailor the whole damn thing to something else. Where yeah. he's like, oh well then how the hell do I open the story? Right, like, right. Because like the I know like calling it Heroes in Crisis obviously makes me think of the PTSD version of it. Yes, but but it's also I, a crisis. I, I, now. I, but I also felt like it was that message was lost in this issue. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I who the the heroes that were in crisis are dead. Yes. So who the hell do I care about now? Right. Like, so and, who is the like, crisis? Like, and I'll be honest with you, like Harley's interview was mm-hmm. more interesting mm. than anything else I felt like she did in this issue. Mm, that's true. You know, like yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, there was, like, I can't tell if the disconnect is there intentionally because we're going to be filled in later on, or the disconnect mm-hmm. was there because they changed it. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I'm, I'm worried about decompression. Like, it's yeah. supposed to be a nine-issue series, which is forgivably short compared to, like, other major issues compared to Doomsday Clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but we'll see. I, I don't know. I will say um, I'm one of the few people who really enjoyed Identity Crisis. So, like, I like those kind of, like, murder mystery slash... Oh, sure. Like, deep emotional stories about our heroes. So I'm excited to see it. I love that moment where Superman can't remember the char- like the, the, the character I can't remember's uh, catchphrase. Yeah. It was... 
really, really solid yeah, I'm, stuff. I'm warm and uh, hot spot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, I think a hot spot, hot shot. Hot shot, yeah. <laughs> a hot spot, something used with her phone. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I don't think any. The, the chat's jumping up about a booster goal being not being dead. I don't think any of us said the booster goal died. No, they were talking about it in the chat. Okay, good. Like, just someone, making sure. No, no, no. I, I was like, did I misspeak? No. no, no, no. I, I, he's good. Like, I, as far as I know, he's just bleeding out with with Harley, with Harley in the field. She, she stabbed him a whole lot. Yes. Um, not the way that you know what's his face did on Conan O'Brien. No. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, you know what's funny is like, I really kind of enjoyed the scene of them in the diner mm. because. I thought we were going to get a little more of a verbal thing. Yeah, like between the two of them. Yeah, like, when had, she says, "Is there going to be a fight?" and they and she's like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Oh God!" I'm like, "Really?" Right. And but then like, I was like, "Oh, a verbal fight." Yeah. Initially, I thought like that's where we were going with this, and I was like, "That is really smart to take her character and give her that chance to like explore what's going on and where she is mentally." And I said, "We just jumped into it." And yeah. again, like I can't tell where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Um. But maybe issue two is going to help to kind of clear up what I'm feeling is almost like a weird haze yes. over this issue. I certainly hope so. Uh, that would that would be great. Yeah. Uh, Again, jump. the book itself, though, is so beautiful. It's okay. so great. Like, there's just something about, um, I don't know why this panel is so striking, because, like, they do a lot of cool visual things, like showing Superman seeing things close up. Yep. Very cool. But the panel for me that I don't know why I stuck out was when Harley takes a bite of that pie, and it's just like, it's just the profile of her with the fork in between her, her teeth. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why. I was just like, that's just such a beautiful panel. Yeah. Yeah. No, I that agree. Right there. Like, I just thought that was such a lovely, lovely panel. And like, I don't know if it's just because the profile is done really nicely. It's just very simple, subtle. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's just a great There's looking like book. There's some tension to it. Yeah. Overall, it's just a gorgeous book. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's tough. Uh, for me, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with Tom King. I love his vision. I think his Mr. Miracle is, like, you know, in- incredible. Yeah. Um, I don't like most of the other things he's done, and I think that it's all kind of, like, have a sa- have a- has a sameness. Right. I think he's kind of, like, bought into his own hype a little bit. But, um, and this is not going to help him in any way grow right. as a writer. But Right. Like, and, like, what I don't like, though, is that, like, when... Like, I get I get editorial has to come in sometimes and be like, we'd like to see this. Um, yeah. But, and they will every time. Right. So... But what I don't like is that we won't know what was him and what wasn't now. Right. And, like, that is unfair. Like, let a writer stand on their own two feet. Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, if the story doesn't hit or someone doesn't like it, at least that was the story they wanted to tell. Exactly. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't feel know. Maybe it's backlash for Batman 50 where they were like, nope. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. It, it, who knows? You screwed that who one up. Knows? Or he or they screwed him up for that. Right. Who knows? All I know is I'm unwilling to pass judgment at all on this first issue because mm-hmm. it's a first issue. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like totally excited. Sometimes I'm not. But like, I can't. I, I don't know. I yeah. don't know what to say about. I it. will say here's the thing. Uh, if you wanted to know where the diff where, where the end of DC Rebirth was, it's here. Mm. Like DC Rebirth is straight up dead. Right. And uh, it was murdered by someone from Heroes in Crisis. Uh, I don't know if that is a good sign. I feel really weird with DC right now because I feel like DC made a lot of mistakes with the New 52. And then they gained a lot of favor with DC Rebirth. Yeah. And the same people who screwed everything up for everybody in every respect from every angle, depending on which person you're asking about what's great about whatever of era... Mm-hmm are still working at DC and still at the editorial level. Yeah. So, like, anything you don't like about decisions that were made five, ten years ago, 
they're the same people who are making the decisions today. Yeah. And so, like, Rebirth kind of was an indication that maybe they learned their lesson. Right. But everything now says maybe they didn't. And it's kind of, like, really weird to see the same people doing the same things every five to ten years. Mm. Uh, and I'm not even talking about story. I'm just talking about, like, direction and tone. Right. Um, you know... When they launched the New 52, I know from, like, the writers who worked on the books that they were building the New 52 from, that they had no direction. And there was no roadmap Mm -hmm. for the New 52. Except for this term, dark. Right. That sucks. And Rebirth is decidedly not. But this is. Mm -hmm. And it's emblematic of a problem that someone at the editorial level has where they think that dark means good and adult and right. it's not here it is so take it as you will i'll say this the book was a, was a beautiful book and new and, and and dc is attracting some incredible artists and writers and mm-hmm. so you know let's let's hope for the best yes <laughs> <laughs> but i uh, just had to say that out loud because okay. you know what like sometimes i feel like i'm going crazy here um <laughs> So those are the new books that yes. came out this week. Let's jump into some books that are coming out this week. But before we do that, we got to talk to the Super Chat. Um, the Terror of Death. I know this does uh, theory, but what if Manhattan is doing this because God, like, is finally getting to him being divorced from human morality for so long that I finally just gone evil? Ah. Uh, also, Heroes in Crisis made me uh, pissed because they killed off Booster Gold. Or Arsenal and Wally. Well, they didn't kill off Booster Gold, but they did kill his character. Uh, <laughs> and yes, Arsenal and Wally are still dead. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Manhattan went full evil. Who knows? Uh, or, like, doesn't recognize the difference between good and evil anymore because that's, like, weirdly, uh, it's a human thing. Like, exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. Like, that's not that's not bad. Uh, wayward. I also I almost wish each issue of the series was a character study interact with an interview with different characters. I Yeah, I, I would enjoy that. Yeah. Or even if it's, like, those interview stuff, but, like, those interviews and then just the story also. Like, yeah. to keep those interviews going. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Maybe they'll just keep doing that. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, let's jump into some books that we think you should pick up this week that uh, we think are pretty cool. Yes. Um, let's get into it. Yes. Uh, here's a neat book that I think is fun. Uh, it's not really new, but you know what? Why not? Okay. Um, there's an omnibus coming out. It's uh, the the Michelini, uh McFarlane era of Spider-Man. It's in a... Sweet, beautiful, probably recolored, which means it probably doesn't look as good as it used to. Uh, omnibus of that era. So if you dig old school Spider-Man stuff, you're probably going to like this uh, this book. So check that out. That's awesome. Uh, what else you got? Um, well, you heard me talking about it before. Um, but as Guardians of the Galaxy number two is coming out, um, just a high-flying um, space adventure with... Angela and Valkyrie and yeah, a bunch of other Asgardians. That's cool. As and and Kid Loki, as we found out at the end of the last issue. Oh, yeah. He's okay. In, he's in the uh, the suit. Man, the, uh... people love Loki, and I don't know what the hell they're doing with him because <laughs> well, he's he's got something over on Angela, uh-huh. and like he wants yeah. They, and then they got like this crazy undead army mm-hmm. coming back from like past Ragnaroks. Okay, like the the Asgardians like their their empty shells are coming back mm-hmm. to fight, and I'm like. That's cool. That's a cool idea. Definitely going to check that out. Uh, The What If era of Marvel has returned. I'm very happy to say that. Uh, They are rolling out with a number of What If books this October. Uh, The first one that's coming out is What If Spider-Man Was uh, Flash Thompson, which has only been done, I think, four times in What If history. Uh, This time, uh, Flash Thompson becomes (laughs) Spider-Man. 
Um, yeah, uh, I read the I read the preview pages for this book, and it looks fun. Um, I'm more excited about the What If Punisher, which is clearly just a What If Spider Man, but it's got Punisher in it. Yeah, but we'll get to that in, in the future. Um, this is neat. Um, there's literally a whole book that's actually called What If Peter Parker Destroys Spider Man, or What If Flash Thompson Became Spider Man. I don't remember, but okay. it, it's fun. Uh, and pick it up if you want to see the the return of What If, because. They money talks, and every time you want to like see a book return, it's you know yeah. you, you have to you have to buy it right, to make right, it happen. Right. Um, it's written by Jerry Conway, so it's going to be great. Excellent, um, and that's really cool. Right. So, what else we got? Uh, sticking with the Marvel train, um, I feel like we well, I didn't actually end up talking about it, but no. Doctor Strange is coming out again. Doctor Strange number six. I'm going to be picking up where the last issue left off with uh, Doctor Strange v. Doctor Strange. What? Yeah. What is happening? We're going to find out. Also, you know, you know, Earth hangs in the balance and what have you. Oh, sure. <laughs> that's all very interesting. But I'm more sure. or less, like, it's Doctor Strange versus Doctor Strange. Come on. And that's cool. You got two Doctor Strange for the price of one. I know. I'm Why down. the hell not? Um, this is a series that I've talked about before. I talked about it at the beginning of this show. Yes. Uh, Death of Humans continues with Death of Humans number four of five probably the best cover of the issue of the series it is this, it's gorgeous this book is great and it explains why ben why uh marvel is treating donny cates like the new bendis um, <laughs> i don't agree with their decision to do that but i also no. gotta say uh dude had a pitch and he is executing it flawlessly yeah, yeah. i seriously want a print of that cover yeah. it's incredible well it's it's just great it's uh scary. death of humans is still a fantastic series i've loved it from beginning to end, yes. check it out. Yeah, incredible. Uh, Magic Order for my uh, indie pick, I guess, um, yeah. is coming out this week. Uh, Mark Miller and Olivier Coppel. It's a beautiful looking book. Incredibly like dark. I know we just talked about how dark not always great. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> I'm reading two books that are super dark right now. Uh, Justice League Dark and Magic Order. And Magic Order is one of the miniseries. And I think Mark Miller does a really good job in miniseries form. Yes. Um, yeah, just... Crazy things happen in this book. I, I don't want to like ruin it if you're not kept up on it. But yeah. like, if you are, you know what I'm talking about. You gotta go pick this up if you're not a part of it. You gotta go grab Damn the rest right. of the issues because I love this book. It's really incredible. Um, last issue, of course, we had that crazy cover. Yes, that like a lot of people saw where it was like essentially like an orgy of like the same individual. <laughs> yes, it yes. It actually happens in the book, but like you know something similar-ish happens. Um, but yeah, really. Yeah enjoy the storytelling in this book and just i can't wait to see where it's gonna go nice uh and of course we gotta show some love to dc uh mm-hmm. so let's jump into them um i saw a video that scott snyder made recently where uh he was talking about how great the series is mm-hmm. um i can't say i disagree just like number nine comes out yeah and continues with the trend of this crazy great series dude sucked the landing with the first arc uh i'm more what? than confident he will nail it. What is it. going on on that cover? I have no damn idea. I All I know it. is I'm just excited to read it because I think uh, I think that this is the most successful run of Justice League in a long time. Right. It almost like, looks like a crazy like alternate version of a Parademon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm down. Whatever it is. Right? It's super cool. Right? And um, Snyder's nailing it. Yeah. And like, that's, I, I don't get to say that too often, so I'm very happy that I can't. <laughs> Um, if you are an old school Vertigo fan or a new fan of Vertigo, if you watched our Sandman uh, back issues, uh, the Dreaming Number Two is coming out. Um, this book is going to be dealing the most with the characters from um, the original Sandman, in a sense, uh, yeah. at least a few of them. 
um, and what's going on currently with uh, Daniel Hall and the Dreaming itself. Uh, the first issue, I'm, again, I, I, I was, I'm excited for this series overall because what yeah. it means for just strengthening Vertigo. Yes, because well, really away, but it just it, they certainly kind of killed it. They didn't really. They they, did, they put out things very infrequently and like just weren't putting out a lot. So like to see this re- resurgence of it um, with Gaiman at least having kind of oversaw a lot of the stories. Yeah, even if he won't like write it. Yeah, he's not currently writing it. Um, but someone else is. Uh, yeah, so. Just excited to check it out, at the very least. See where this is going, uh, new characters that they're introducing, and what Daniel Hall is actually doing, because it seems like he quit, and not like the way Morpheus did where he didn't have a choice. No. Um, this is just like Daniel Hall is just like, nah. <laughs> but something new is coming. Oh, no. So I, I hope it's Morpheus. <laughs> that would be something old. Yep. Okay, so remember before we were talking about Justice League Dark, and I mentioned there's some crazy stuff going out. Over uh, throughout October, there's going to be like a weekly event going on called The Witching Hour. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be going on through different series. So this is the first one that's coming out. Oh, cool. Um, it's Wonder Woman and Justice League Dark. Uh, it's going to be talking a lot about Hecate. It's going to be going a lot into Justice League. It's going to be crossing over into um, Wonder Woman as well mm-hmm. in like the coming weeks. So as we go through, I'll, I'll make sure to keep mentioning this if you're trying to follow along with it yeah um but i'm super excited i think this is a, an extra long issue too so um yeah i more 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 <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah uh i think that's all the books that are fit to print yeah um, i mean at least as far as we're concerned yeah uh, i'm sure there's plenty more but those well, are the books that we looked up recently exactly like um, it, like i don't know if you've been following but that, that super sons mini is coming out of yes there's another super sons which of course is a great series so yes. definitely check it out um d- jumping into the super chats before we wrap up here sure uh where were we ah the amazing amazo love your guys videos i'm glad i can catch one live keep up the good work thank you very much amazing amazo uh terror of death will warner brothers or whoever's in charge of dc get rid of dan dio that's entirely up to the people who are in charge of dc and i don't know who that would be honestly um also like you know I, i don't really know what he does so i'm hesitant to say he should go away because power vacuums are bad yeah um, Silver Cricket, Sandman versus the Max. Who wins? Playground ground rules. Sandman. Yeah. Max, lo- and ba- Max never won, ever, <laughs> anything in his life. Right. Literally, Max always loses. Right. He is, like... Also, like, like if you do... It depends on which one you're talking about. Yeah. If it's Daniel Hall, he might have a chance. If it's Morpheus... No way. Morpheus doesn't always play by the rules, and he doesn't always... He learns empathy throughout the series of yes. Sandman, so depending on what point you yeah, find him, point? he may have no empathy for his character at all. That's true. I know I wouldn't. Um... <laughs> No, I think I think Max has a has an op, has a shot if he were to be. I mean, like they could they could easily do. Um, what could they do? I don't know. It's it would be really hard. <laughs> It'd be hard to make it work. It, it would. It would. Uh, instead of them fighting, they should you know. Yeah. It should be more or less like Morpheus. Like, what is this? Yeah, like Morpheus in the outback or discovering it would be kind of fun. Yeah, like just, just like showing up and being like, huh? Yeah, exactly. I didn't make this. No, that'd be neat. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Um, let me see here. I'm just trying to get the, uh, because we are going to be at New York Comic Con this upcoming weekend. By the way, sorry to those of you out there who didn't get a chance to see us. Uh, we did not get a chance to go to Baltimore this year. Yeah. It was just a, just a crazy weekend, so we were just all over the place. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so if you get a chance to go to New York Comic Con, we should meet up. It'll be really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have a booth, but uh, DC has one, and we're just going to use theirs. We're not so, using their booth, though. We're using their general location because their booth is, re- like, removed from yes. the rest of the con, and there's a nice open area over there that we've hung out at before and just actually used just to collect 
members of our party. Basically. Yes, it's true. It's a great well, it's a great landmark to yeah. use. Yeah, it really is. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw up a little map on the screen here. On level two, you'll find uh, the DC booth is all the way at the end, mm-hmm. like all the way over there. And between the escalators that get you there and DC are going to be us. Probably like right around the doors that yeah. lead outside to where cosplayers get together. Now there's a whole wing for cosplayers, so God knows what's out there. Probably nothing. Um, but well, they might still take pictures out there. Because yeah, like it'll the, it'll be the lighting. Well, and also you're you're in like a million pounds of outfit. Like you definitely want to take a break. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, right over there. Uh, if you check out our Twitter handles, uh, YouTube or Twitter.com/slash/salsaswhat or Twitter.com/slash/therealzoobs, uh, we will be able to update you live about where we are and what we're doing. But like, if you follow this map here, on Friday from three to three thirty, we're going to be hanging out and meeting up with people, and on Saturday from three thirty to four, we'll be hanging out and waiting for you guys uh, to chill and say hello and post for selfies and whatnot uh because you know it's a great opportunity to like say hello and meet people like you who watch the show and make this whole experiment possible yes so we're very very lucky to have you and we want to say hello and thank you um so if you are going to new york follow that uh that map is available on my twitter handle and it's also available in all these various social medias that comic hub has uh facebook discord twitter Instagram, that map is all over the place. And it's pinned to the top, and it will be such until the end of uh, the con. Yeah. Uh, but we'll be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We hope to run into all of you then. Yes. But uh, not all of Compop will be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Instead, uh, all of Compop will be there Thursday, Fr- Friday. Yes. And the rest of us, that's me, you, and Ben, and Danielle, will be there on Saturday. Yes. Uh, and Sunday, God knows. Yeah, we might not even go. We don't, we don't know, but uh, but we you can be guaranteed to see us there, uh, sat, uh, Friday and Saturday. Yeah, at those times yes. that I just mentioned. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, oh by the way, uh, just to jump back into the super chat because people have popped in. Heartless Fang loved the recent comic line. If you haven't watched Thank our comic line, we uh, delve deep into the bat dick situation, and we would love to uh, get your opinions on it, and uh, we would love for you to watch it. We also got a chance to play with uh, with sketches again, and I'd like to try we and did. try and make that, was, that a regular thing. That was a lot of fun. We actually like had a really good time doing. That. Yeah, we were all really really glad we got a chance to do that. I'm glad we had that that thought. We were like, we should make it a that, sketch. That was all you. Yes, that's true. Totally. Well, all right. Not to <laughs> like, so check it out uh, if you get it, if, you, if you haven't already. Uh, yes. You know. And so yeah. Uh, thanks a lot for watching, and yeah. we'll see you next week with an all new episode. Uh, are you going to be streaming? Yeah. Okay. So in about like forty minutes or so, uh, go over to the purple channel. Uh, Danielle, I'll pop a link in the description yes. uh, of this. Uh, well, in the super chat right now, not super chat. You're all super chats, but you know. The, the chat where you are right now. Uh, but go over to the Purple Channel where they stream uh, video game stuff that YouTube does uh, l- listens for. So yeah. can't mention it. So we, but we'll be over there uh, and you'll be playing some Spider-Man, That's I guess. Right. Yeah, Spider-Man for But uh, we're going into October, which means you're going to be doing some... Uh, I'm going to split it up. Like one day will be horror games and one day will be... Because um, I do Wednesday and Sundays right now. So one's going to be horror and one's going to be Spider-Man. So. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, you're only like 35% done with the game anyway. I think so I'm got... only like 26%. Yeah, I think you're uh, well, right. At least I, I don't remember. I'll I don't look. Know. I'll, I'll look when I load it in. Whatever. But yeah. uh, come by there and hang out with us. Yes. And we'll do. see you then. Yeah. Uh, thanks a lot for watching. And we'll see you then. Uh, bye. I'll see you soon. You'll see them soon. Okay. I'll see you like tomorrow. Oh.